Blog Talk Radio. Uh-oh. 
So you want to say, should people of a certain age stay in their lane, or should they... Oh, no, I'm not talking about lanes. Stay in there, stay where they... Stay where you are as far as your 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 time is concerned. I won't even say age, but your time. You, mm-hmm. Where you are in life, you know, because you can't see the big picture if you ain't drawing the big picture. Because you only you can only afford a certain canvas if you're an artist. You know what I mean? I got so, but you know, and I'm not I, saying stay there. I mean, if you you are where you are. But know Why? where you are. Why? Do you think they should do? Do you think they don't know where they are and they're reaching for too much? And when they don't achieve, they're kind of pissed off at what and who, you know. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Cool. I don't want to get too much of it away, but yeah, okay. I, 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 I think this day and age right now, things are a little different. People want to be more aggressive or they want to be out there more. Look at people that's on TikTok, the, uh, Instagram, um, you know, things of that nature. They they they're out there. They want to be more than what they really are. Um, they might have a pot to piss in, but they want to be noticed or, or or you said more than what they are at that particular time or in their point in their life. Well, I mean um, more of their living arrangement of where they are, of like being being where they are. Like, but this isn't taking anything away from. I'm not telling anybody to live in a trailer park that wants to live in an apartment complex. But just know that you're living you're living where your means are carrying you. Maybe that's okay. what I mean more. Is are you in your means area or do they, they just they've looked at too much Oprah and think they need to be a billionaire tomorrow? You know. Of you know course. What of course. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 what people want. I mean and that's why I say about the TikTok, Instagram, those things have influenced them, um, as far as where they are, where they wanna be. Or what they're trying to get to. They may not be there yet, but I think those things are factors in people's lives now. <clears throat> because you see all this stuff on TikTok. You see all this stuff on Instagram. Um, you know, the way people carry themselves, the way they dress, and they want that. So, um, yeah, so that's just my opinion. So, Okay. All right. All right, that's your opinion. All right, let's go to the phone lines and pick up another opinion. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go ahead with your well, opinion. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Papa Didi Jr. I've been hey. away for a while, but I'm back. Hey. Okay. And we appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of actually piggyback on what Kettle said. And I I want to say this, and I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, but but as and I'm gonna group myself into this as mature adults um, from the 60s and 50s, we have to continue to evolve with the world, which is continuously evolving, and technology and all of that. So. Um, the youth today is way more advanced than we were when we were coming up. So some of us um, are not continually to evolve with things that are evolving. So we look at things from the past, the old way. And the new way is really what it is. So when you see these youth or young people 
living this, you know, fabulous life or whatever and doing all this, that's just how things have evolved now. It's not like the old way where you, you know, you had your parents to say you take this step, you do this and you do that. No, they jump, they jump right into it. And it's just how things have become more accessible. So that's not okay. Okay. No, I can see that. But I, I'm sorry. Were you finished your point? I didn't want to cut I, you I'm, off. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm sorry. I'm finished. Okay. I, I, but I, I do think there is something to be said for the statement of uh, what Papa Didi started with: "Crawl before you walk." I think sometimes when people see things and they think, "I can, I want that. I should have that." If somebody else has it, then I should have it too. And I think sometimes it's not about, for me, my opinion, it's not about the having. It's about the way in which you obtain it, you know, especially when I see things on social media. There are so many people on social media telling people how to get rich quick. There's so many schemes and stuff that's out here saying, you know, people showing you the checks that they just deposited and how they made, you know, 20 grand in a week and all this stuff. And people are getting so easily lured into a bunch of bull crap. And some of this stuff may be working for somebody out there, but it ain't working for everybody out there. Mm. And folk are getting caught up because they're looking at the end game like, I want to live the glamorous life, so I'm willing to take the little bit that I have and put it into some kind of thing that somebody's telling me that's going to bring me all this quick, quick money so I can just zoom to the top quick because they don't want to wait. And I'm not saying that they got to follow the steps that our parents and our grandparents follow, but there is still a a process to things. Even if there are shortcuts, shortcuts have a process. And you got to follow some kind of process to get there. Short of hitting the lottery, there's a process to go from zero to 100, whether you count by fives, by tens, or something. But you got to have some kind of process. So I'm just saying that sometimes they they don't want to do any of that. They just want to go zero to 100, pay me now, I'm rich, I'm on top of the world, everybody else can kiss it. Well, can I say this, Ray Ron? Let me. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a, I, I heard. I hear everything you're saying, and you're absolutely correct. But the one thing that I feel that has made that a, an issue is the era of when the babies started having babies. So when that generation created, that left all of what you were saying that went away. Because it was no more of the way we were raised and how we were taught how to do step A to B to C. When these babies started having babies, all of that, that thought process was gone out the door. So that's why I feel like we are where we are. You know, now, and I see, I can understand Papa Didi's um, point of, you know, point of view. Um, But I just think it just comes from, the generation that is here today, and most of it is from babies having babies, and a lot of these babies were raised by grandparents that were young too. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that's well, just we all have a lot of different views. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what the pajama party is all about, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's PJ's yeah, only. No doubt. And you tell a friend to bring a friend. Because that's hey. what we do. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, okay, Papa Diddy, mute, mute me because I'm done for right now. <laughs> All right, Papa Didi Jr., thank you so much. All right, Kettle. Well, oh, I'm sorry, you yeah. have one more to add. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, okay, well, let me, um, mm, let, me, up, my, let, me let me wrap it up with my two cents. Okay. And uh, not that my two cents is worth any more two cents than anybody because it's all a copper penny at the end of the day. Uh, but my theory on all this is that I don't. I I personally don't think that technology or anything has anything to do with anything. I think that personally that we, or me myself, let me speak on me. I'm, I don't. I, I can't really be concerned about anything else. At, at my age now, the one thing I appreciate in my life right now is I'm able to look back and see the things I've done. That not only the sacrifices I made, but some of the places I've lived in my life in lieu to how I'm living today because I know that I lived on the third floor of somebody's house when I first came out of the military. And I know from there I went to a, a, a uh, uh, lived in another house where I was on the first floor of uh, what the house was made into an apartment. Then I went to a one-bedroom apartment. Then I went to a, a two-bedroom apartment. And then a friend of mine turned me on to a, a nice apartment. And this is all in the span of like a 15-year a period. And then after that, I, I brought my house after that. It, but I look back on when I moved fresh out the Navy and, and lived on that third floor in that room fresh out the military at uh, 24 years old. And I see the progress that I've made since then. And it, it let me know that not only was I a child of God doing what I needed to do, but I didn't have roommates. And I did all myself. I lived the golden life of God bless a child that has his own. And when I look at young people today, everybody wants a roommate because they want to take a thousand, they want to take a fifteen hundred dollar or two thousand dollar rent, and they want to split up four ways. But now you got four people in that damn place, and you're splitting, you're splitting that rent five hundred dollars a piece, but you're going in a, a shower after somebody that never really cleaned their shower or didn't know how to clean a shower, that don't wash dishes. And I never wanted to deal with that because my mother and father taught me better. So I'm saying in a nutshell and get off my soapbox is saying that uh, I think that the process, and I I love red wine used the golden word. This life is a process and and it's a decision-making life. When somebody knocks on your door selling you bullshit, you need to know the bullshit knock as opposed to the good knock. And the decisions you make in your life is going to reflect on the rest of your life, whether it be job decisions or friend decisions. Believe me, 20 years from now, who you said no to or who you told to kiss your ass or go pound sand because I'm going to the right and you're going to the left, it's going to reflect on you when you get older. And I'm saying that as an older person. But um, all I'm saying is that the process should still exist, and I appreciate Red Wine using that word because I couldn't put a better word to what I'm saying on my story. It was all about the process and what I could afford at the time because I said, hey, I'm 25, 28, I'm 32, I'm 35, you know, 
I didn't look at Oprah and say, oh, I need to be like her, so fuck it. I'm going to go for this get-rich-quick thing and blah, 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 blah. Because when you shoot yourself in the foot, now you fell back beyond that one-bedroom joint. Now you live in your car because you fucked up and did some stupid shit and signed off on some dumb shit. But, you know, I'm going to leave that alone, and that was just my opinion on that whole thing. Anyway. All right. We're on the pajama party. Uh, Kelly, you want to get a rundown on what we got going on tonight? Sure. Whew. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go for it. What's uh what we got on the rundown tonight, Kel? All right. Uh hot topic tonight is House Democrats move to censor GOP Republican Paul Gozer. Also, mm. I don't even want to say his name. Ex Trump advisor Steve Bannon charged with contempt of Congress. And also, ex-Raiders coach John Gruden sues NFL and the commissioner. Roger mm. Yes, yes, yes. Also, Your boy. He uh, went. Uh, defense attorney in Aubrey trial wants uh, out court. Also, NFL teams outrage over Aaron Rodgers and Packers punishment. And researchers confirm... Um, Cardi B's claim that a hoe never gets cold. What? All yes. right. Uh, cocktail okay. of the week. I got a surprise for you tonight. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, the um, the island with some rum. Uh, what's up with Papa D? We're gonna lighten it up with our weird news. A British chauffeur service offers rides in tank taxi. Also, uh, brothel is offering free sex to people who get vaccinated. And also, man catches 49 apples and teeth in one minute. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, only in America, never for the city with Papa Didi. Uh, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss and list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis en rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, red wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One of you is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, Swan, darling. All right, it's time for the hot topics, and I'm going to kick it off with these House Democrats. You know, it's always something going on up there that's crazy, but this mm-hmm. one is about a group of House Democrats uh, today introduced the resolution to censure GOP Representative Crazy Man Paul Gozar for posting a cartoon video that depicted him killing Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, also known as, o- what is it, o- C- what is the acronym they use for her? O-C- OK, O-C- OAC, AOC, that's it, AOC, also known as AOC. Now, she's a Democrat from New York. He posted a video from some anime cartoon and put her head on it and Biden's head and 
the thing was crazy. Mm. So, and it also included that the thing was swinging swords at the president, at the current president, Joe Biden. Yeah. So the motion was introduced by Representative Jackie Spire from uh, California, who's a Democrat, and she's also co-chair of the Women's Caucus and nine other lawmakers, and they said that these type of violent images increase threats against elected officials, especially in the wake of the deadly January 6th um, Capitol riot that happened under your boy 45. So censure is the second harshest form of punishment in the House, short of expulsion, and it requires a simple majority uh, on the floor in order to pass. So uh, historically, 23 lawmakers have been censured by the House going back to 1832. So the way it works is it would require Gozar, uh, who's an Arizona Republican, to stand in the center of the House chamber as the resolution condemning his conduct is read aloud. So I'm like, okay, you stand there and they tell you out loud what you did that was a problem. I'm like, what? What is the point of that? If you're gonna make, if you're gonna do something to discipline him, why don't y'all just kick him out? Why is? I mean, to to me, to say censure is a is the way that they would go about disciplining him. To me, that's a waste of time. But anyway, so the edited video, as I said, showed this is from an animated Japanese series called Attack on Titan, and as I said, he put his face on the main character that had two swords in his hand that was attacking the other character that had um, OAC's face and Biden's face, and he's attacking them, like killing them yeah. on this video. Mm-hmm. And part of it also, there were other, uh, I don't know if they were people or what, but others, I'll just say entities or beings that were in this video, that he claims were representing Mexican immigrants. So he got a problem with that, too. And he was you know, his explanation for all of this was that he, he says, I do not espouse violence or harm toward any member of Congress or Mr. Biden, and that this all just symbolizes the battle for the soul of America. And he claims it represents the fight over immigration, and that this was all just symbolic. I'm like, yeah, really? You make a video of you trying to kill representatives, and you say, oh, this was symbolic of the fight over the soul of America? There's something wrong with him. He needs to go. In my opinion, censoring is not the move. Expulsion is what needs to happen. So... AOC, of course, is saying that she she doesn't believe he's going to face any real consequences because he's part of the GOP, the good old boys club. She thinks they're just going to basically slap him on the wrist and look the other way, which is typically what they do. So, but why is she patronizing it like that? She's not patronizing it. She's saying that she doesn't believe that anything is going to really happen to him, although it should. Well, when you downplay a situation, this is what patronizing is all about. Oh, well, I don't see it as patronizing. She's just saying that, you know, we're doing all this, we're putting this this, um, uh, motion forward, but, you know, she's not expecting any real 
well, put it this way. It's just like the same way that black people expect justice, okay. and what do we get? All right, let me give you one example of so, a situation like this, and this girl was in a council culture situation in a minute. What about the comedian, uh, what was the woman's name that did that to Trump, that cut his head off? Oh, Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Where is she at now? She's still around. She's out, yeah, but she's out of the fucking picture because Donald Trump and his cronies, they made sure her ass was canceled from a whole move. They talked about her like a dog and put her in the gutter. Mm-hmm. And now she, she, in fact, unfortunately, she developed a type of a cancer. So she's battling cancer at this time. But she was just thrown to the wolves for that same situation. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, why isn't it what's good for the goose is good for the damn gander? It should be. Well, it, it needs, it's not, it's not should be. It's the same way Ortiz is talking. You know, I mean, is that her name, last name, Ortiz? Yeah. But right. what all she's, she's saying is that she just, she hopes that they do the right thing. Well, but she's saying, you know, I'm not see, holding my so breath. See, that's our problem is that we always speak with a passion based on, like I've said on many a show prior to this, is that we as our parents and grandparents, they raise us so well and with such etiquette that we're so fucking nice that we know no better but to be nice and be, you know, be uh, forgiven and all that jazz. But, but I think she's basing that, at least for now, on the fact that the House leader, you know, Kevin McCarthy, has not said a word about any of this. Well, Kevin McCarthy don't give a shit either. I mean, what, Well, but I'm saying he's the leader of the House. Why don't you step up, speak up? But McCarthy's Republican himself. Right. So how's he? And gonna, this is his person. But how's he going to step on his own people's feet? You don't think he should say something? I'm saying he's not going to say something because he's kissing Trump's ass. Well, there, there's the problem. We got a circular wait a problem. Minute, but, but wait a minute. If everybody uh, like is said, bending over to kiss the butt in front of them, then we're all going to just be yeah. Like but I don't know circle. why you said McCarthy. You you expect because McCarthy. he's the head of the house. But he ain't done shit in eight years to, to rectify nothing. And what the there, hell make you think he's going to do anything? Exactly. So why would you think he's going to come and rescue anything? When he ain't done shit to get off. All I'm saying is that he hasn't even said anything. He ain't pulled pulled Donald Trump's dick out of his own ass to do anything. But don't you think that So what the hell makes you think he's going to do anything about this young lady when he's kissing Trump's ass? As the the leader of the House, don't you think he should at least say, well, we're looking into it? Even if you're not, at least make the statement and say, well, we're going to look into it. Republicans are going to talk to him. against other Republicans. It's not against. If you just say, we're going to look at it, we're going to deal with it, say something. Let's move on. He's sitting there completely silent. You're waiting for the wrong joker to speak up. I'm not waiting on Jack. McCarthy ain't going to say Jack about his own people. In his position, he should at least step up and say, well, I'll talk to him. Or we're looking at it. Or something. Give me a break. But to sit back and fold your arms anyway, and just go, oh, right. hell. We're going to move on from this story because uh, this shit's a wild. That's his job. It's been his job. Exactly. And he ain't been doing do that. All. Right. So why do you expect him to do anything now? I'm been at doing That's rhetorical. Anyway, let's move on because this shit, this, this whole politician thing. Kettle, you out there? Stuff pisses me off because these people get paid big money to do nothing. This shit blowing yeah. my high. It really is blowing my this high. Is like this is what it is, red wine, sometimes. But I think the issue with Kathy, 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 what's her name? The comedian Kathy Griffin. Yeah, of course. She had a, she had a, 
I think the, the difference is because I'm not justifying anything, but the difference is she attacked uh, the president while he was being president. So that's why they messed up her career, and they said the Secret Service came knocking on her door a couple of days later. So you cannot threaten the president. She more or less threatened the president. Now, but so did he. But is it okay to threaten? It's okay to threaten a, a woman, a person. I mean, what's but the difference? But those are threatening the president too. When that video Biden's head was in there too. All right. Well, I just. Okay. Well, they need to be knocking on. They need to be knocking on his door there. So. They do. You know, people just think they can get. Well, we ain't gonna elaborate on that. Let's. Yeah. Let's. Ay, ay, ay. I'm just sick of the bull. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Okay. Then let's move on. Ex, ex Trump advisor Steve Bannon. We going in the uh, shit, sugar to shit. <laughs> there we are. Uh, Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah. with uh, the of Congress. Um, this former White House uh, strategist Steve Bannon was indicted Friday, which is the day on contempt of Congress charges uh, for his refusal to comply with the subpoena from the White House. Interesting. Uh, Banner, I don't care how old he is, okay, almost 70 years old, is charged with one contempt count involving his refusal to appear for a deposition and another involving his refusal to uh, produce documents. Nothing new. Uh, despite a subpoena yeah. from the House of, of Select uh, Committee to investigate this January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. Um, probably they think he has a lot to do with it. Uh, also Trump, but Trump ain't giving up jiggity jack and uh, Banner. He probably not either. Um, he refused to comply with the subpoena issued by the committee. Uh, this was in September, demanding records of his communication with the um, Trump White House around the time of the attack. that left five dead and more than 140 officers injured, and a whole rack of police officers that uh, you know left the force. Uh, Banner also failed to appear for hearing, see, they don't care, before the committee last month. The panel voted unanimously to hold Banner in contempt of Congress. But is he being fined? Contempt is what? Is he, you know, they charge him with anything? Uh, They need to go get his ass, arrest him, because when you're being held in contempt, don't they supposed to go and arrest you? I thought so. Or they put you in jail or something. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, it goes on to say Trump himself is also being subpoenaed for hundreds of records. <laughs> right, okay, I'll get that. Um, uh, on Thursday, an appeals court temporarily blocked the National Archives from turning over the documents while it considers um, Trump's latest motion to um, pause the release of the um, server records. Wow. The filing argues that the former president will, quote-unquote, suffer irreparable injury in the documents are released. I bet he is. Why? Because he can't run for president? Is that why? Well, check this out. Each, let me finish this. This last line says, each count of contempt of Congress carries a maximum of 30 days and a maximum of one year in jail as well as the fine of $100 to $1,000. They haven't done nothing to them yet. So, But what is that? that? That's not even real money. For people like no. that, they got money. Yeah, that's not even no money. But, Ooh, that's pocket change. 
and beginning and end. They ain't going to do nothing, so we'll keep moving. <laughs> that story just pissed me okay. off. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting Steve Bannon on the kiss it list. And Representative Gozar. Okay. Over to you, Papa Dini. What you got? Okay. This this next story is about John Gruden. Okay. He's suing the NFL and the commissioner, you know, because he's pissed off, you know, because they got rid of him as the coach of the Raiders. But going to find out he sent a bunch of crazy-ass emails, you know, a few years back and everything. Now, John Gruden, you know, if I do a story, let me give you a small backstory on John Gruden, all right? John Gruden, you, he's an up, up-and-coming coach that was a coach of the Los Angeles Raiders back when they were hoorah, hoorah, fresh off of John Madden. John Madden is what they got that video thing called, you know, Madden, Madden, oh. yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So John Gruden took over the Raiders a while back, you know, years ago, and he was coaching the Raiders. Now, the Raiders was up and coming and yada, yada, but he did something to piss somebody off at the Raiders, so the Raiders got rid of him. But at the same time, the gentleman that was coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were a horrible team at one time, but the brother, real religious brother, who coached the uh, Indianapolis Colts to a championship, the brother that does the Sunday night football, what's his name? Uh, real religious brother. What's, what's that brother's name? Oh, the one that used to be a quarterback? No, the one that used to be a coach. Anyway, he was a coach of the uh, he was a coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He was coaching uh, the Manning man, the Manning dude, uh, not Eli, but the other guy. I'm getting my story all messed up here. But anyway, 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 what happened is that um, John Gruden was coaching the Indianapolis Colts, and then all of a sudden they fired a brother who brought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up to standards, and they ended up getting to the Super Bowl. But then they fired the brother. I'm trying to think of his name, real religious man, real nice man. He He's one of the analysts on the, the Sunday Night Football. I forget his name. The older older brother on Sunday Night Football. The religious brother. The older brother. You know what? Give me one second. Kettle, can you help me out? Pull up NFL football. Uh, Sunday Night Football analyst, because I need to get this gentleman's name. Yeah, I'm getting it now. I'm getting this now. I'm getting it now. Give me one second. Sunday night. I can't even picture who who does Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking the uh, guy that coached the Dolphins, but that's not him. No, 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 no. The older brother, the older black gentleman, real religious brother. The coach. Yeah, the coach. Oh, with the ears. Yeah. Oh God. With the ears, damn. That's how we describe I'm sorry, but he does have kind of damn. pronounced ears. Michael but I have a lot of respect. No, no, no. Not oh gosh. I'll get in one second. I'll I can't it. think of his name. Now I can picture his face, but I can't recall his name. Tony Dungy. That's him. Okay. Tony Dungy. Black man Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, let me get back to the story. Tony Dungy was coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day and they were a horrible team. But Tony Dungy, they hired Tony Dungy and brought him around. He brought him around, and he straightened that team out. But for some reason, the ownership changed on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they got rid of Tony Dungy. And they hired John Gruden from the Raiders and brought him over to Tampa Bay after they got rid of Tony Dungy. Now, a year later, ironically, 
the Raiders were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So John Gruden was playing. He was a coach now at Tampa Bay that was playing for a team he used to coach. So he knew all their secrets and all they were ever. So they ended up playing the Super Bowl, and Tampa Bay beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Now, John Gruden, after that, raised the fame like he's the shit, he's the shit, he's the shit. That's where he got his fame from. That's where he got his uh, equity, like in a house. That's where he got his equity in order to carry his name with some luggage. Now, anyway, John Gruden was just locked in. He was now the coach again of the Raiders, but he got locked in some email stuff with the Washington football team and all that stuff you just heard a couple months ago, and the Raiders got rid of him. Now, he had a $100 million contract for 10 years, and he'd been there for the last three years. So he collected $30 million off this $100 million contract, so far, but they got rid of his ass because he sent all kind of homophobic, all kind of sexist, bullshit stuff to the president of the Washington football team back in the day, and they found all the emails, and it was just a mess. So the Raiders let John Gruden go. So he had been the Monday Night Football guy. People loved John Gruden. He was a shit, but he showed his ass with the email showing his racist ass. So they got rid of him. Now, after they got rid of him about three, four weeks ago from the from the from the Raiders, now he's suing the NFL and the commissioner for getting rid of him. So he should have just took his ass home and went to bed. He already collected $30 million from the goddamn Raiders, but now he wants to sue the NFL and the commissioner. Now, this is where the story comes in of tonight, is that John Gruden, who got fired like shit three weeks ago from the Raiders for sending racist-ass shit, talking about gay people, black people, fucking Jews, anybody he could talk about, he was talking about, because everybody thought he was so cool, but he was an undercover racist motherfucker. Now, all of a sudden, he he didn't want to go home and just sit in his goddamn rocking chair and just spend the $30 million he sucked from the Raiders over the last three years on a damn contract. But he now he's getting up and saying, I'm going to sue the NFL. I'm going to, I'm going to sue these people. This white motherfucker could not let well enough alone and just go to fuck home with your racist ass and sit on your fucking love-ass couch, okay? Now, anyway, let's go with the story. Former Los Angeles Raider coach John Gruden, who resigned last month after revelations that he had made racist, homophobic, misogynistic comments and emails. He's suing the NFL and the commissioner, Roger Goodell, okay? Through a malice of orchestrated campaigns, the NFL and the commissioner, Roger Goodell, uh, sorted through thousands of, uh, of career-threatening emails that John Gruden sent to, the, at that time, the president of the Washington football team, or Washington Redskins. The president, this dude, he was John Gruden's best friend. Them two racist motherfuckers were talking about everybody under the sun. They were talking about cheerleaders' titties and asses and all kind of shit. These white motherfuckers were just ignorant, sloppy, crazy, and just belligerent as hell. Okay? So, anyway... In contrast of the uh, the football team defendants, uh, he's saying that the teammates Gruden said that the uh, Soviet-style char- characteristic assassination of his character in, the, in 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 all the stuff that transpired between why the NFL fired him from he claimed he resigned, but they got rid of his ass, so he's pissed off like hell. And now he's trying to sue her by I don't and like I said in reference to this whole story. 
it just leads to me that sometimes white folks, white men, not white folks, let's leave them alone. White men, some white men just can't leave well enough alone. Your white ass got caught with, within all your bullshit, all your undercover shit, acting like you were so precious. You took over a team that a black man put together, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got rid of him to hire you. You won the Super Bowl, then you thought you was a shit. When the Raiders had got rid of your ass back in the day, then the Raiders rehired his ass. I mean, you know the sad part about white folks? They just get too many fucking opportunities, and it's a goddamn shame. They'll get ten opportunities to your no opportunities, hmm. and some of them will fuck up all ten of them, but they will still come out smelling like a fucking rose. It's crazy, but don't get me wrong. My parents raised me to be a real nice guy. At one time, oh my goodness, I was patronizing white people. I was being nice. I was forgiven. I was being all the shit that people are today. But this shit done changed my ass. Please, I don't trust a motherfucking soul today. Are you kidding me? If you don't come to me correct, I don't give a fuck about you. There ain't no disrespect. I'm talking about black, white, or indifferent. Because after a while, we have to harden our heart. You know, and, and this shit with John Gruden, this man was fucked up from the door. But he had to do something again for us to see how fucked up he is again. And now, instead of, like I said before, and I'm going to close on this, instead of him going to his rocking chair and sitting the hell down, no, he want to come out now and sue the NFL and, and Goodell. Damn, Mr. White Man, when the fuck are you going to wake up? What the hell? It's crazy. They just think that there's always a slot, like a mailman sorting mail. They think it's always a slot for them to go the fuck in. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okie dokie. Well, we're going in hard tonight. I didn't mean to run on with that. We're going to call them like we see them. This is a pajama party show, and that's what we do. Lord have mercy. It's Friday night. What can I say? I'm going to tell you. If you want to get in on it, mm. call us tonight, mm. 914-803-4306. Papa Didi Jr., are you out there? Oh, Lord no. have mercy. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what are we doing? Are we going to keep it rolling? We can go hit them and quit them. Yeah, well. All right, let's do it. Kettle, you ready to hit them and quit them? I guess so. You guys ready? I'm ready. Fire it up. Fire in the hole. All right, Kettle, hit them and quit them. You're up first. Um, we're talking about this defense attorney. Okay. Um, defense attorney and, and, and the uh, Ahmad um, Aubrey murder trial wants Al Sharpton out of the courtroom. Okay. <laughs> wow. They can't handle Al. Here we uh, go. Defense attorney representing one of the three men on trial for killing Ahmad Aubrey uh, on a Georgia Road 2020 demanded on Thursday that Reverend Al Sharpton be removed from the courtroom, saying, quote unquote, we don't want any more. Black pastors in here. Are you serious? What gave him the power to say that? Courthouse in Brunswick, Georgia, attorney Kevin Gold tried to argue that the civil rights activist presence was intimidating to the jury, which has made up 11 white people. Oh, 
and one black hey, person. Oh, that's fine. Sharpton said he came to um, Brunswick on Wednesday to uh, provide support for the um, Aubrey family during this trial. He goes on to say, my concern is not um, it's one thing for the family to to be present. It's another thing uh, to ask for the lawyers to be present. Um, But if we're going to bring high-profile members of the African-American community into the courtroom, to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of um, the jury, I believe that's intimidating. That's what uh, God said. Really? Mm-mm-mm. The attorney then appeared to argue that people should not have multiple pastors, requesting that the court no longer allow black pastors to watch the trial. Mm. What? Mm. Yeah. He went on to say um, Reverend Al Sharpton has no church in Glen County. And there's only so many pastors they um, can have. <laughs> These people are crazy. Yeah, they um, are. I want to say, Jesse Jackson, whoever uh, was in here earlier this week, sitting in the um, victim's family, trying to influence the jury um, in this case. So Jesse Jackson was there. So Al Sharp is there. So uh, no more black pastors. So we didn't got to the limit now, really. Uh, uh, uh. So let me see what this is. So Judge Timothy Warmsley said he believed Sharpton's presence had been fine because um, the Reverend had uh, not been a disruption, disruption yeah. or distraction to the courtroom. So uh, if the judge says okay, guess what? Y'all MF lawyers need to sit your ass down. <laughs> Y'all yeah, that, that was that was a great analogy, Kevin. You're exactly right. He's a judge, so what? The, who who are we listen to in there? You know, right, right. Man, if you want to, you want to be a judge, and then uh, put him for a judge. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you are and if, you 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 are telling on yourself. You're saying that you are intimidated by this man, and look at this jury. You're telling on yourself. Y'all just y'all just effing your own self. <laughs> That um, 
Al Sharpton came in there as a well-dressed black man, well-behaved black man. He said, we don't want no Jesse Jacksons or, I mean, what the fuck? Now you're showing your fear for black men. And this ain't got nothing to do with no trial, motherfucker. You just worried about black people that have rose into power that exceeds yours. I mean, but see, my thing is you have the audacity to say those things in court. You would think people would want to say those things in court, but you're giving up your 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 white card saying these things about black people. Apparently, and then you apologize the next day. Yeah. He apologized the next day saying if I offended anybody. What do you mean offended? No, you didn't offend That's us, right. motherfucker. You showed us you showed us who the fuck you are. Exactly. You just revealed yourself. You revealed yourself. Right. We don't want no peace. Oh my god. He like said we don't want when, Yeah, it's just like when they put the the monkey thing, um in that what what was the name of that uh, store that did the monkey thing? The black person put the monkey on the oh. shirt. Uh, you already uh, did it. Nay, you gonna retract or you gonna apologize? K and M L. Whatever that store yeah, is, that department store. Right. That has I'm a little black gonna, child and some outfit right. with a monkey on it. Some people left crazy. But my point is, I'm, I'm just saying, regardless of what it was, the point is, you put it out there, then all of a sudden you're gonna retract it or you're gonna apologize the next day. Bullshit. That's what this guy did. Yeah. Bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, people noticed what we were doing. I guess we should apologize. Well, I tell you what, when it comes to the Aubrey case and the case in Kenosha, I'm I'm just waiting to, to for the results of those two cases. Mm-hmm. And it's just gonna be it's gonna be not only I think the travesty is gonna be worse than uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, and everything else. And it's just. Well, they already you got know, 500 National just, Guard people on on standby. Yeah, but it's no in need. In, but it's no need in fighting after a verdict. It's no need in us. No, putting, they're saying that we're gonna have them out in case yeah, anybody want to flex. But the in case we're gonna have some folks. But, but the sad by. part about it is that when you, when you talk to the in case, we always end up with blood coming out of our skull. Exactly. So why the fuck should so we? So they're even, already planning. If for whatever it. happens with it, we just should just go home and say, you know what? That shit is fucked up, and stop, stop getting enraged about something we can't change because we didn't change George Zimmerman. He's still out there, and Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin is still dead, and you know there's nothing the fuck we can do. Right. But anyway, him, uh, here's another move here with this other fake me out ass white motherfucker, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers is so full of shit. I've never seen a man so ugly who think he's so cute. I mean. Man, if I was a woman, I wouldn't give him no pussy because he's not attractive at all. Okay. And he think he is. And I, I said it to make a point because Aaron Rodgers walk around with his little man bun in the back of his head, knees are shaved, 39 years old. You know, he, he throws to this guy, uh, one of his receivers, his main receivers. He treats him like he's the guy in the, in the, in the, in the slave trade out in the field. And, and Aaron Rodgers is the, the, the master at the quarterback. Mm. And this guy speaks on Aaron Rodgers like – like he's a slave owner, and it's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. So some NFL teams are completely outraged over the league's punishment decision regarding uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, of his COVID COVID nineteen violation, saying that he uh, he violated the the policy by the fact that he wasn't ever vaccinated and lied about it. He should have been wearing a mask all the time mm-hmm. instead of acting like. He was, then he going to sit on the little show with his little two white buddies on a little podcast 
as he always goes to. He don't go to CBS. You know what I mean? You got NBC, CBS, ABC. You got who is it? Robin, Robin Roberts. You got Gail King. You know, you got you know, you got all these people on NBC that you go to Aaron Rodgers and dress up and talk to some real uh, journalists. Yeah. No, you go to your little podcast white boys in the fucking basement and put on your little T-shirt that says some old Caucasian bullshit on the front of it and talk about, <laughs> won't you go to NBC, CBS, or NBC, or go in at night and talk to Don Lemon? You ain't got the balls to do that kind of shit, okay? But anyway, they fined him $14,650. As far as him being a, a millionaire making $25 million a year, how much is $14,650 to a person making $23 million a year? That's about $14.65, okay? Now, the Packers were fined $300,000 for not enforcing him to uh, – Volunteer the fact he wasn't vaccinated. How much is $300,000 to the owner of the Packers who's worth about $2 billion? That's about $300 to him. So these fines is a bunch of crap, okay? Because the one thing about people that got money, money is no no issue. $14,000 to a millionaire? $14,000? Those jokers spend that shit on a... Oh, I'm not even going to get started with that. Anyway... I don't blame them for being mad. And so, but anyway, they just, you know, but the the, the team and everybody saying, uh, we're pissed off that Rogers got, stop kissing Rogers' ass, okay? And, and anyway, so right now he's claiming that he, between the people he talked to in the medical field, he he refused to give the name of the people he spoke to. Well, I talked to all my medical advisors and they recommend I don't get it. Well, what medical advisors did you talk to? Because no medical doctor out there would put his license on the line to speak on your behalf, Aaron Rodgers. So who are you BSing? But what they find him for, it wasn't just that he lied. They find him for something about a party. A, yeah, he a went picture to some or kind video of Halloween some party, party or something. Where he wasn't, he, he was where just, he was unmasked or something. But 14000 who came up with that number? You trying to be nice or... How do you find somebody making $23 million? I heard that that was the NFL standard penalty amount. Oh, God. Or, you know, infractions. Of like I said, if you're a millionaire, 14000 ain't, ain't no money. Okay. Anyway, we'll leave it alone. All right. Well, in other news, researchers are now able to confirm Cardi B's claim that a hoe never gets cold. They actually researched the statement that she made at some point back in 2014. She famously proclaimed that a hoe never gets cold, saying that it's cold outside, but I'm still looking like a thotty, but a hoe never gets cold. Now, that was Cardi B's statement. So researchers decided, for whatever reason, to test her claim, and they're saying that they now have confirmed it to be true in a scientific study uh, titled, When Looking Hot Means Not Feeling Cold, Evidence That Self-Objectification Inhibits Feelings of Being Cold. And this study was published in the British Journal of Social Psychology in August. The study tested self-objectification as a mechanism responsible for the muted awareness of bodily sensation demonstrated by working girls and canonized by the quote from Quoty B about a hoe never gets cold. 
So one of the study's authors, Roxanne Felix, who's 25, explained that the Cardi B study, uh, she was talking about it on TikTok, and she said that it confirms that women that are solely focused on how they look don't feel cold, even when they have a lot of skin exposed, which now explains a lot of things. I'm sure people have gone by places and you see women standing outside of a club with little outfits on or short things, a lot of arms out, all of that, and it's cold as crap. But they're out there with no coat, looking cute. And you think you I'm sure I'm not the only one that has seen them and thought, you have got to be freezing. But apparently they're not that cold. Because according to this study, when you are that focused on I look good, I'm looking hot, I know I'm looking good, everybody's looking at me because I'm looking good, and when you're obsessed with that, you don't really seem to feel the cold like anybody else would. And they did all this testing, and this whole thing is scientifically backed. So bottom line is, it turned out Cardi B was right. A hoe doesn't get cold when they're looking hot. There you have it. Science has proven Cardi B <laughs> was right. Really? It took all, it took all that? Uh, uh, it took uh, all okay. Hey, they went and did the scientific study. They checked it with the working girls, and they're like, okay, you out here with next to nothing mm-hmm. on, and it's cold, mm-hmm. and you don't feel the cold? And they were like, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to try uh, it, uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to put my coat on if it's cold, but that's what they say. Okay. Mm-hmm. A hoe never gets cold, so there you have it. All right, home never gets cold. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just bringing the news. I didn't create it. All right, are we gonna take a break or are we gonna hit the cocktail of the week? Let's take a break for a minute. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Yeah, let's regroup from that and give y'all a minute to think about that one. And we're gonna take a quick up. break. <laughs> oh yeah. Take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back on the other side of the break with Kettle in the Cocktail of the Week right here on the Pajama Party Show. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the Cocktail of the Week, and uh, the world-famous kitchen list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm here with Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! All right. Raise your glass. It's time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week, week. All right, Kettle. All right. What you got for us tonight? 
this is an interesting one. Uh, I don't think we've heard of this one. This one's called the Rum Swizzle Cocktail. Uh, the Rum Swizzle is a popular tropical cocktail that's more fun to mix than most drinks. All right, so we have uh, we need two cups of crushed ice. That's different. One ounce or one and a half ounces of dark rum. Um, I prefer one and a half. It says one, though. <laughs> also, one <laughs> ounce of light rum. A half ounce of, uh, it's called falernum. I'll tell you that what, that what that is in a minute. Two ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice. Two ounces of pineapple juice. Uh, for you, Papa Didi. A half an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. Three dashes of aromatic bitters. And uh, orange slice, pineapple wedge, and cherry for garnish. The um, Falernum, Falaire, Num is it, it is flavors. It's a liqueur. It's flavors of ginger, lime, almond, and cloves, and also all spices. This comes from the um, Caribbean island. Um, this particular liqueur. Um, so that's that's in that particular uh, cocktail. Um, so we're going to gather all these ingredients. Um, we're going to fill the, um, old fashioned glass halfway with half with some crushed ice, add the rums and the, um, the, um, liqueur I just told you about and juices, um, holding a swizzle stick or a bar spoon between your palms, spin, um, staff to, uh, to churn vigorously until the glass is frosted. Okay, interesting. All right. Top with more crushed ice and add a few dashes of bitter. Garnish with an orange slice, a pineapple wedge, and the cherry. Uh, and a straw if you prefer a straw. If not, just sip and enjoy. And that is the rum swizzle. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. That sounds good. It does. Sounds real cute. <laughs> I like that liqueur. That sounds really good. I would like to try that liqueur. Oh yeah, yeah. It sounds That's very nice earthy. Mhm. I like the combination of the the um, light and dark rum, and then you're gonna you know put that particular uh, uh, liqueur in it. It sounds good. And different crushed ice. I'm not a crushed ice person, but I would try it. Yeah, so. Yeah, that liqueur sounds like it would help to bring down the sweetness of all the juices. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. That's Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. And that, again, is called the Rum Swizzle Cocktail. Is that right, Kettle? That's correct. All right. The <laughs> Rum Swizzle Cocktail. And the Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown.com, our parent company. All right, Papa Didi, the spotlight is on you. What's popping? Oh, man. You know, there's there's so much to talk about today that it's just not even, it ain't even necessary to really get hype about anything, you know, just to know that uh, people nowadays are being very, very defiant, you know, I tell you, me personally, anymore, when I go out today or I ride the train or I do anything when it comes to traveling, I just don't, you know, when it comes to white men today, 
man, I don't know, I don't know what to, what to trust or who to trust. You know, I look at them, and it's been so many different shades of white males that I don't I don't know what to what to trust between um, Charlottesville and between you know the guys marching at night, you know, saying that something about this and that, you know, all the the right wing marches and the different people, the storm in the Capitol and, and all the stuff that had to do with anything that has to do with, uh, people just, just mad. I don't, I don't, I just trying to figure out why, why a lot of white men today are so mad. You know, I come to the conclusion that a lot of them have really lost their families through divorces and everything because they, they took the, the level of agreeing with certain people and looking at certain podcasts and, falling for stuff and a lot of their wives wasn't with it and they ran out and took the kids and they end up losing their house and lost their wife and lost everything so you're not going to tell me that a lot of right wing groups out here aren't full of a lot of white men they got the same thing in common which is uh, losing the love of their life so they're not so mad at black people they're mad at themselves because the person they loved in their life walked out in their life and I'm going to tell you uh, being a person of a certain age, I've been in life and I've been in love. And, you know, love can make you do some fucked up shit. I'll tell you, love will fuck your head up, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, boy. Love is a, as they say, love is a many splendid things. But I'm going to tell you what, love in the wrong direction can turn your ass out. It can have you do some mm. shit you never thought you'd done before. Wow. And, you know, chasing after someone or being involved with someone can make you be in an awkward ass position you know i mean at a certain age i fucked around and took the vowel of the the, the the pen of the vowel stem and pulled that motherfucker out and, and listened to the shit the air come out you know but you know making jokes about it but there was a time in my life where i was you know in relationships and in love and arguments and frustration and and just discontentment and all that shit can be the impact of it can be just unbelievable and I believe some of these people have experienced that some of these white men and children involved and houses involved and then they got the whole white wing you know aggressiveness and the white woman ain't dealing with that and she walks out and there's nothing they could do but they turn their their forces to now they're going to be mad at black people. I'm like, wait a minute. This white woman left your ass and took the kids, took the house, took the car, left you living in your fucking van, and now you hate black people? Give me a break, motherfucker. We ain't had shit to do with what's wrong with you. So bottom line on that. So I'm going to wrap it up with that because, like I said, when I see white men today, especially in their, in their full view of uh, their podcasters and all i don't know what the hell they are and i don't trust none of them so it's some scary shit i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it at that okay now they blaming black folks for their yeah yeah and they mess up their own life that's crazy now i hate black people no you don't motherfucker hate your wife but you don't have to go after her nobody tell you to believe q and on QAnon and all Your wife shit. said, you crazy, we're out. Yeah, we're out. And they ain't got to tell them we're out. While he was drunk laying in the bed, they packed the kids and they While packed they were at, the Q, at the QAnon rally. 
Let me tell you something. Nowadays, people don't even take clothes out the house. They take their ID, their paperwork and shit they're going to need going forward, and they'll leave them clothes hanging in the closet, the clothes in the drawer, and make it look like everything is still cool. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Yeah, that'll mess with your head. Hell Look yeah. around and go, oh, okay, she must have gone to the store or something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Six months later. <laughs> Woo, that was some shopping trip, huh? Took yeah. six months and still haven't come back. So anyway, you know. All right. Uh, let's see, where are we? We're going to, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back with the weird news. We got some for you tonight. Uh, We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for The Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about The Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about me. I know you guys are doing this spot without me. Share with the Yellow Talk. Did you tell everybody that um, they can reach us at Welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. I am one of your hosts, Red Wine, also known as Vin Rouge, as we say in Patty. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, I grabbed the mic. Um, let's see. We're going to, it's time for the weird news. Woo-woo. All right, Kettle, it's time to lighten it up. I'm going to pass you the mic. What is your weird news for tonight? All right, something crazy here. A British okay. chauffeur service offers rides in tank taxes. A British man is offering an unusual chauffeur service for ch- by charging about $1,000 to give rides to weddings and other events in his tank taxes. Merlin, put him on a kiss list, Merlin Batler of Norwich, England, said his um, tank taxi, which is actually an armed personal what? personnel carrier, a vehicle with a similar look to a tank, cost him a total of $35,000 to purchase and repair for use in his business. He said, first I had neighbors, then friends asking, then friends of friends, then people I didn't know uh, asking me, uh, can I take them, to mainly asking about prom. <laughs> he told oh, my God. He said, um, now um, he takes about $1,000 per job to drive people to weddings and funerals. He says, unusual chauffeur service offers pure entertainment as, um, as you drive along the street. There are so many people smiling, laughing, and pointing. Oh my God! He said, "And this he is a tank, to... like a." I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. He he goes on to say, "Insurance for the vehicle is cheaper than for the family's Honda Civic." I don't believe that. 
The kids love uh, going shopping in it. Um, he also said uh, he is currently only licensed to carry passengers for weddings and funerals, but he is hoping to get the necessary permits to branch out into driving for proms, birthday parties, and other events. So, yeah, a tank taxi. Wow. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that would never have even crossed my mind. It's an armored personnel carrier. A vehicle with a similar look like a tank. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So I'm, I'm, I'm only, I mean, only tank I can envision is like an armored tank that has the nozzle that can shoot. So does I guess if it's a personnel carrier, it doesn't have the the gun piece on it. I'm assuming, it's, yeah. It's a great big like. tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, can't taxi. That's what it sounds like. How do you just? Or how can you just drive around in those things? Aren't they? I mean, can the? Never mind. I guess I'm overthinking. Yeah, please stop. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking, like, aren't they too heavy on the street? Like, can you just ride around in those things like that? Don't they destroy the streets? But maybe not. Okay. And this is where now? In in Britain somewhere? Yeah, in England. Somewhere in England. England. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Roll. Uh, all right. I got one for you. My weird news is about a a brothel that's offering free sex to people who get the COVID-19 vaccine. There's a place in Austria, not Australia, Austria. They call it, in quotes, a sauna club in Austria, is offering vouchers for 30 minutes of free sex with a sex worker to customers who get their COVID-19 vaccines on site. Okay. The place is called the Fun Palace. It's a sex star sauna club began the promotion starting this past Monday and said that they will continue to administer vaccines one evening a week for the rest of the month of November. And according to the Daily Beast publication, the vaccines are happening Monday nights from 4 to 10 p.m. The unorthodox vaccine program comes as COVID-19 cases are spiking in Austria and just under 65% of the population is fully vaccinated, which is one of the lowest rates in Western Europe. So next month, Austrians will be required to show proof of two shots to enter restaurants, theaters, hair salons, and brothels. The club director, Christopher Lelicher, told Reuters TV that the first evening of the vaccinations went very well. He said it's actually such a great action to make such a statement, especially in our industry. And now we have a great vaccination site, and we're also very popular. I bet they are. Uh, The Fun Palace saw a 50% decrease in clientele since the pandemic started, but now customers have an extra reason to visit. You get 30 minutes with a sex worker if you get your shot on site. So there you go. Okay. 
Interesting. Fun Palace. They're having fun at the Fun Palace in Austria. Okay, Papa Didi, what's your weird news? All right, this is some crazy crap here. This happened in Idaho. Idaho man, um, he caught 49 apples in his teeth in one minute for a world record. Now, this is one of them people, like, like last week, you know, chasing the Guinness world record. Uh, this guy in Idaho, man, who broke a Guinness world record by catching 49 apples with his teeth in one minute, said he had, his attempt was surprisingly bloody, a bloody affair. Ugh. And he ain't speaking like on the British sense. This is just straight blood. Now, his name was David Rush. He had broken more than 200 Guinness records to promote STEM, STEM education. He's just trying to get paid and not go to damn work. <laughs> anyway, it said that the apples that were kept caught in his teeth were thrown from 15 feet away. Now, these are people throwing apples at his ass. I thought he was bobbing apples in the fucking water. Oh, my goodness. This man is getting apples thrown in his teeth from people up in the balcony throwing apples down at him. Now. No wonder he had blood. Crazy. Said the apples are thrown from 15 feet away by, by um, uh, what's his name, frequent uh, collaborator uh, Jason Hammond. Anyway, Rush was being uh, struck in the face by wayward apples. Even even the small apples he was using for the record turned out to be a painful experience, as it would lead to it would lead to a teeth cutting his lips and his lip and mouth bleeding. Okay, Rush said that the record involved more bleeding than the vast majority of any of his other records. But he ended up catching forty nine apples in his teeth, was broke the record, and now he's in the Guinness Book. Crazy oh shit. Oh, my God. Crazy shit. You know what? These people really go all in trying to get in that Guinness book. He's in it. Okay. Well, I'm still putting him on the kiss it list. Catching apples in his teeth. David Rush, you're on the kiss it list. Because hmm. that's just crazy. Anyway. <laughs> all right. That wraps up the kiss it list. Um, I'm ready to go mm-hmm. right into I'm just saying. All right. I'm going to keep it. Keep it moving tonight. Moving. All right, we got red wine coming up with, uh, I'm just saying, cool, do you think? All right, thank you, Papa Didi. Uh, tonight, I'm just saying, only in America. That's my topic for tonight. Only, only, only in America. All right, so did you all see the um, the last few days of that Kyle Rittenhouse trial? I, I did see some of it. And I saw a dude sitting up on the witness stand crying like a baby. With no tears. Yeah, it looked like he was trying to manufacture the tears. He's up there like a puffer fish, trying to talk, trying to make himself cry up there. (laughs) I was like, oh, please. You know that's prescriptive. Man, I was so sick of that mess. But anyway, I digress. He's up there all choked up, trying to convince the jury that he totally was acting in self-defense. But this is, once again, white privilege, run amok, and if he, especially if he gets away with it, because he's facing possible life in prison. And now they're saying that they're looking at uh, some lesser charges that the jury might be able to consider. Yeah, the prosecutor said And that. I'm like, wait, why? Why are you even entertaining Lesser charges. This man shot three people and murdered two of them. 
Why are you even trying to talk about any lesser? But anyway, like I said, no matter what you want to call it, how what you charges, you kill two people. Period. I'm just saying, only in America. Now, when that video was reviewed in the court, it was practically impossible to see how he ended up being the so-called victim, yet he's on the stand making himself look like he's the victim in all of this. You were the one that killed two people, yet somehow you're on the stand acting like you're the victim. You're the one who decided to crash a Black Lives Matter protest and allegedly protect businesses in a city that you don't know anybody, you don't live there, but yet you're trying to so-called protect people's business. So you show up with your 17-year-old ignorant behind carrying a, an automatic weapon. What was the AR-15? You strapped up with an AR-15 prepared to shoot somebody, but yet you're the victim? Child, please. So, like I said, only in America can a white boy get up on the stand, cry, and do all of this showboating, and now they're talking about reducing charges? This is crazy. And now you got, uh, not now, but even when it all first happened, there were people collecting money for him, millions of dollars collecting money for him because they bought his story, swallowed it like smooth bourbon bought his story hook, line, and sinker, collected millions of dollars for his defense fund, allegedly because he was standing up against the sinister Black Lives Movement. I'm just saying, only in America does this kind of bull crap happen. Even after the police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on that night where it all went down, the police were alerted that there was an active shooter on the scene. And Kyle Rittenhouse walked right past these cops holding an AR-15 weapon in his hand. And they didn't even bother to stop him or question him. They just walked right on by him. I'm trying to understand, how does that happen? And then when he got bailed, he, he had to pay $2 million in bail. When he paid the bail, who's out there taking pictures with him but... Uh, used to be washed up has been child actor Ricky Schroeder, who's another right wing nut. He's out there talking all this stuff about how this is just not right and not fair that Kyle's life is being ruined by all this. Excuse you? I'm just saying, only in America. All I know is that if Kyle Rittenhouse was a young black man, 17 years old, carrying an AR 15, and police had been told, active shooter, active shooter, they would have shot and killed that brother on sight. It wouldn't even have been about asking any questions, none of that. They would have said, active shooter, oh, he must be the one. Bam, bam, bam. That would have been the end of it. It would have been all about the funeral of Kyle Rittenhouse, not the trial. I'm just saying, this is only in America does this kind of stupidity go on. To say somebody is presumed innocent until proven guilty just doesn't seem to work like that for everybody in America. Too many black folks have been presumed guilty just because they were black. And then you have people that act like they don't understand the anger of black folks. Well, if you're ignorant to the plight 
and the pain of black folks, it's because you want to be. I'm just saying. If if you if you choose to be ignorant to the truth, then that's why you are. It's not because you can't see it. Because if you just open your eyes, it's all right in front of you. So I'm going to end it on this. If you open your eyes, you can see. Freedom ain't free when you look like me. But when you look like Kyle Rittenhouse, probably will be. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, only in America. Ooh-wee. Watch out now. I'm just saying. All right. You said this a lot. This stuff is off the chain. <laughs> you said a lot. Ooh, wow. Watch out now. <laughs> I, I just, I, okay, I'm going to let it go. Because these things really get under my skin sometimes. You know, I try not to get too riled because I feel like if I can't do something about it, then I shouldn't let myself get worked up about it. But it still makes you angry because they sit up and do this stuff time and time again. But then let somebody black be on trial for something, and they want to throw you under the, under the jail before they even have any real information. Folks start coming out the woodwork, testifying, talking about, oh, yeah, I heard this and I saw that. It's like, where were you? But let somebody need a witness to vouch for them, and ain't nobody heard anything. Nobody saw anything. Nobody knows anything. I'm just so tired of the game. Tired of the game. All right, I'm done. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, I'm done. (laughs) I'm going to have some red wine, and I'm going to calm down. I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. That was a good one. Captain in the city. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ooh, breathe, breathe. Everybody, yeah, just please. breathe. <laughs> okay. Papa Didi, it's time for living for the city. What's happening in the city tonight? Mm, I'm just listening to what you were saying, which is, so interesting, you know, as I sit up here and I munch on some cucumbers with some uh, ranch dressing, a little salt, a little vinegar. All I can do is just understand my life and understand how we as black people should really approach our life. You know, it's... Uh, it's a world where arrogance is it really acting like it's taking the lead when it's not. And the one thing I always say to black people is that we really got to stop getting so excited over stuff. When, when you look at the ignorance of the people that are saying, you know, it, it seems like everything that, that comes up or pops out of news, you ever notice how Ted Cruz always got something to say about it? And he says the most ignorant the most ignorant thing you ever want to hear in response to what's happening at that time. He'll say the most irate stuff as he sits back in his Senate seat, not Congress seat. He's a senator living large, okay? He has a staff and a driver and everything else, car, everything else that comes with the senator's job. And all he does is sit back and make irate comments. And he, because... I think that the one thing that white folks always want to see is how people of color react to what they say. And that's why I I keep being an advocate toward let's stop reacting 
We have to stop reacting. We we've been we didn't this ain't our first rodeo on, on white folks just being crazy. So why when they say some shit, why do we not just us as people, but the news media oh today Ted Cruz said blah 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 and they want the media wants everybody to react because everybody wants ratings, right? Yeah. Ratings, ratings, ratings. CNN wants ratings. CBS wants ratings. ABC wants ratings. NBC wants ratings. Fox wants ratings. So anything that that somebody says crazy, it's always what they call breaking news. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. If somebody had done some stupid shit, who they don't care because the one thing that I found out, and I'm, I'm going to keep this real short. The one thing the average ignorant person does or the way they survive is that they know that no matter what they say in the news, within two to five hours or 24 hours at the latest, there's going to be another news story that's going to trump what they did. Let me say that again. No matter what stupid or idiotic somebody does, the way the world we live in today, there's going to be another news story from 5 to 10 hours, 24 hours at the latest, to trump what they said. So most lawyers tell their ignorant white clients to just be cool, let it blow over, let the next story come in. You had the coach of the Car- of not Carolina, the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. This man, when they lost, he did not fly back with the team. He used to be a coach of the uh, the Ohio State uh, football team, college team. And he owns a bar in Columbus, Ohio, where Ohio State football plays out of. He goes back to Columbus, Ohio, and they filming him with a little young white girl riding his, riding his Johnson like you wouldn't believe. Okay, what was his name? Uh, forget his name, but he's the coach. Was it a lap dance? He's yeah, lap dance. Well, it wasn't a lap dance. He was just leaning up against him, humping on him. He's married and everything else. Oh. Um, I, I ain't got time to dig up his name, but he's coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. which is the NFL team, Jacksonville Jaguars. He didn't fly back with the team. He flew back to Ohio because he knew his little young little mistress was waiting on him. And she humped on his little Johnson at the bar, and somebody filmed it. And now he's being apologetic. But now, two weeks later, John Gruden got fired from the Raiders. So his story was trumped by John Gruden. Everybody's story gets trumped by somebody else's. So that's why they know that no matter what they get into, 24 hours later, it's going to blow over. And that's the problem with the media not Sticking to what they think is important, but they what they think is going to carry their ratings, mm-hmm. and that's why we as a public don't stand a snowball chance in hell. So we shouldn't rely on none of these media stories. I don't care if they bring somebody on as black and intellectual as Gail King, or somebody as as, as educated and wonderful as, as Don Lemon. At the end of the day, if they don't bring the ratings in, their ass will be fired. So. I tell you what, this is some deep shit. I'm going to leave it at that. Some deep shit. <laughs> okay. Everybody needs to just be cool. 
Mm-hmm. All righty. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go over to you, Cattle, and let's get ready for the entertainment news with the Hollywood wrap-up with Cattle. Go, Papa Didi. Ready? We're going to a break, or we're going straight to the Hollywood? Oh, I'm ready. Let's take a little break for a second. Let's take a break. Take a break for a minute. Okay. So we can come back. You're the boss. All right. All right. All right. We will do that. We'll take a break. I and then, since Cattle needs a break, we'll do that. And then we'll come back with the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party Show. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. My name is Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. <laughs> Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> oh. 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 All right. You okay, Papa Didi? Had to clean out the Hollywood horn. Okay. Hollywood. All right. Clean out the Hollywood. All right. I appreciate that. What's happening out uh, there? Well, finally, finally, finally. Some of some black people finally got something. Missy Elliott received the Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Oh. Wow. Yes. On Monday, she says, this is a moment that I shall never forget. That's what she posted on Instagram. She had uh, Sierra and Lizzo join her out there. They introduced her. Um, Oh, that's nice. I know. Lizzo, she's getting it in, isn't she? But Sierra, she's always stuck by her because I think, I believe that... um, uh, Missy put Tierra really on the map. She, um, you know, she put her out there. So oh. uh, finally, finally, Promoter, she gave. But she, she did give kudos to like. Uh, she talked about Aaliyah, SWV, uh, Destiny's Child, um, uh, went on and went on. But um, she gave kudos to the people that paved the way, like before her, like the Queen Latifah. Um, MC Light and a whole lot of other ones. So <clears throat> I think she got that one right on that. But uh, kudos to Missy Elliott on that. Um, also, Wendy Williams update. She okay. says she's recovering pretty good, and um, she's just trying to hang on in there. Wendy Williams is updating her fans about her ongoing health status after not returning to her hosting duties on her daytime talk show. You know, she's had a bunch of hosts uh, 
filling in for her, but uh, it's, just, it's just nothing like Wendy being there. But um, I think some of them are doing pretty good. You know, he had Sherry Shepard, Leah Wimley, uh, Michael Rappaport. He was on there the other day. I didn't think I would like him, but he wasn't too bad. And um, hey. Chelsea and Jerry Springer. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look, where did they dig him from up to, right? Exactly. <laughs> That was crazy. I didn't see that. Mm-mm-mm. Also, um, the Black Panther, Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, they halt the um, filming because the actress that played the uh, sister, Leticia Wright, she got injured on the set. So uh, oh, no. they halted production. It says sources close to the production spoke with the Hollywood Reporter about... Uh, uh, 28-year-old was hurt in late August while uh, the film was shooting a sequence involving a stunt uh, rig on location in Boston. At the time, Marvel Studios said her injury would not impact the shooting schedule of the film, but uh, it did take a break for a minute. So uh, I hear she's supposed to be the next Black Panther, but you know we'll see how the storyline goes. So oh, okay. that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you guys remember Janet Hubert? Hubert? Uh, she was she was the first Ed Viv on uh, uh, the Will Smith show. Um, oh yeah, on Fresh Prince. Right, on Fresh Prince. Uh, she reconnected with Will Smith last year after years of being estranged. Now she has continued to receive love, which happened last night. At the Brooklyn uh, in uh, at Will Smith, an evening of stories with friends. So uh, Hillary um, Karen Parson, she was out there also um, with uh, Will Smith and um, uh, Janet Hubert. She was in the audience, so Will Smith he acknowledged her and they said she got a like about a five or ten minute um, standing ovation. I said kudos to her. The uh, you know Will Smith told her to stand up and uh, so you know. He gave her kudos. Mm-hmm. Also, back on the scene, Tamara Hall, daytime talk show has been renewed till 2024. Um, she says, thank you so much for her Tam Fam um, on Instagram. So I think it's a pretty good talk show. You know, about a, um, about a, about a year ago, she fired a whole staff and she just started from scratch. Um I'm not sure if it was a toxic relationship or, or what was going on um, there um, on on her set, um, Pamela Hall. But uh, mm-hmm. I think the format's pretty good now. I think it's improved so far. So uh, yeah, yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's so. my girl. Yeah, I haven't had really yeah. had a chance to watch it, but I'll try to catch it. She was too sexy mm-hmm. for NBC. Uh-oh. Anyway, that's uh-oh. the story. I mean, that's true. I mean, she's saying that for a reason. Look, she, she, she stopped her mm-hmm. life okay. on NBC. She got married. She had a baby. And now she has mm-hmm. a talk show. Hey, bam. That's what had to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, our boy, Terrence J. He was reported um, uh, attempted robbery. Um, near his home in Sherman Oaks early on Wednesday. The incident happened at around 3 a.m. as two people in a vehicle pulled up to a driveway 
in the neighborhood. Two victims in the vehicle didn't notice another vehicle behind them. Um, so it was an attempted robbery of Terrence J. I guess they tried to rob him of some jewelry and some other things. But, um, you know, he they didn't end up stealing it, so... But uh, I'm like, all these people are getting, their houses are getting broken into or they're being robbed on the street. What the hell is going on in California? Uh, I don't know. All right, guys, this had to be safe out there. And last but not least, Maxwell to accept legend honor at the 2021 Soul Train Awards, BET. All right, that's what's up. Like, it's about time. You know, Maxwell, you yeah. a lot. This, yes, done a yes. Lot, so this is well overdue. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I love it. Yep. All right, and okay. that's my Hollywood record. Mhm. Okay, boy, you had a juicy one this week. Thank you so <laughs> much, Carol. I tell you, you that was a good one. Party in the juicy. All right, uh, Papa Didi, over to you. Mm. Can you explain uh, the Kiss It List? It's Kiss time list, uh, for the world-famous, notorious Kiss It List. Kiss It List is Joker to show their butt hiney. Over the last week or so, week and a half, two weeks, I don't care if they didn't do it in the last month. Uh, <laughs> this representative, uh, Gozar, you know, like I said, he's waiting for it to blow over. So that's what people do. They wait for the next story to trump their story. For lack of a better word, I didn't mean to say Trump. Uh, Steve Bannon, you know, he's held in contempt, but nobody, everybody's afraid to arrest him because they want to sleep at night. <laughs> John Gruden, instead of resigning from the Raiders after uh, sending racist and emails, he's going to reinvent himself and start suing the NFL. Like he, what would you, you think? <laughs> first of all, your reputation destroyed. Now you're going to the NFL. Now, the NFL is the, the most popular entity in the world. And powerful. And powerful. You think you're going to, well, that's because he yeah, lives in a human. What does he think he's going to gain? Well, he's been, he was on a $100 million contract, and he did three years of it, so he made $30 million. He lives in a mansion somewhere, think he's a shit. Come on, give me a break. NFL yeah. will swallow your ass. Put him on the kiss it list twice. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers for, you know, just not being for real. He's another ugly man. Like I said, if he wasn't Aaron Rodgers, he wouldn't get no coochie. Living he, the life of He looks privilege. like a trailer park trash. Anyway, um, yeah, you Plus, want to finish We got Ted Cruz. Good boy. Get him on there. Always sticking his nose in something that he doesn't belong mm-hmm. and saying something ignorant. Saying something always ignorant. It's completely ignorant. He's ignorant, yeah. Um, who else? Merlin. Oh, that's Merlin, the tank taxi driver. I just feel like he's tearing up the streets over there in in um, England with that tank taxi he's doing. But he's making money. I'm like, how much are you paying the city for those streets you're tearing up with that taxi? <laughs> uh, let's see. David Rush. That's the guy that was catching apples in his teeth. Yeah, he was You're crazy. just crazy, so we put you on the kiss it list. He's in his book, though. Yeah, he did get in. Also, Kyle Rittenhouse, all that fake puffing up crying. Oh, God. Trying to make people feel sympathetic for <laughs> oh, you. Let Boy, me try, please. Let me, let me try to mock him for <laughs> Oh, he made me want to smack he my hit TV. Me with, he hit me with the skateboard on my head. And the guy said, well, when he hit you with the skateboard, he said, what would you do? 
I shot him four times. You shot him four times with an AR-15 rifle. Yeah. He said, so, well, were you trying to kill him? No. I wasn't trying to kill anybody. With an AR-15? So what you're saying is that he brought he brought a skateboard to a gunfight. That's what he said. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm so done with him. Oh, yeah. He's, um, also, Trump. Yeah, boy. He's always on the list. And uh, House Leader Kevin McCarthy uh, for being a spineless, do-nothing, jellyfish, oh yeah. oh yeah. waste of oxygen human being on the planet. Young man. He, Trump got him under his spell. Young man. So sad. Kevin, uh, you have anybody else we need to add to this week's mm. elite group of Kiss It List winners? Mm. Roger Goodell. Mm. Goddamn. Oh, yeah. Put him on there, too. Roger Goodell, because he's dirty. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we got forty-five. Yeah, Roger Goodell didn't want to talk about what the, what the uh, Redskins was going through, and now John Gruden is suing everybody. He said, "I'm gonna bring all this out." Yeah, oh, he said, "Y'all oh, just picked on me in my email." Dan Snyder. Oh. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And his conniving wife. And his wife. Part of it. All right. So the team's in his wife's name now because he knew his ass was in a sling. Is that everybody? Yeah. All right. If that's everybody, we've got a gift wrap package for everybody on this week's kissing list. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Welcome back to Bajan Party One Hills Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, bonsoir, bonsoir. Oh, I have one late entry for the Kiss It list. Everybody who got on social media and made comments that they were going to boycott the Country Music Awards because Jennifer Hudson was going to be on there singing, all of you can kiss my ass. Hmm. Yeah. They said she wasn't country. Yeah, they said she's not country, so I'm boycotting Why the CMA. Why is she on there? She sold an R&B and things like that. She doesn't belong no, on the CMA. she's not. She's international. That woman doesn't sing anything. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. She could do a mm-hmm. fucking Pepsi. Okay, they they trying to bring some diversity to um, uh, Nashville or to country music. But the white folks, they they they're not accepting it. That's what the fuck is going on. Excuse my language, but that's what's going on. Yeah. It really yeah, is. It really is. This and it's, there's a sister that's 
That sister, I don't know her name. And the brother, too. Don't leave out that uh, brother to sing. Oh, yeah, that uh, light-skinned brother with the reddish hair. I think no, it's I'm talking about this brother's brown-skinned. Oh, no, a there's brown a light-skinned brother. brother in country that's tearing it up. Yeah, but there's also a brown-skinned brother that's doing well as well. I forget his name. Well, I'm talk- but I was talking about that well. sister. There's a sister who's been winning awards, and she actually did a song that had to do with her being black. Yeah, and, and it was me, I think it's called. Yeah. She's been doing her thing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they just... If everybody embraces her. You know, what's the name's wife runs it all, in my opinion, the uh, ex-wife. Uh, Blake's ex-wife. Blake's wife. What's her name? Uh, um, uh, Amanda. No. What's her name? Samantha? Amanda? Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, yeah Miranda. <laughs> Miranda something. I forgot her yeah, name. Yeah, she's very good. Well, anyway, okay. I just wanted to put those haters, <laughs> put the haters on the kiss it list. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're down to the last word. Mm-hmm. What's your last word tonight, Papa D? My last word is just, you know, just be careful. I mean, take your time today. I can't emphasize enough about taking your time. When you're driving, when you're doing things, going places, in the supermarket and Walmart, just be conscious of, of just just take your time because I'm telling you right now, when you take your time and you live your life with an open, conscious mind, ideals will come in your head. Especially, I was in the supermarket today, right? And I'm just cruising around, getting different things, grabbing things. My mind was totally open and free, and I was able to remember everything I wanted to get. Because I wasn't in a rush. I wasn't preoccupied. You know, a person coming out of aisle ran right into the front of my cart. I mean, like, we met at a goddamn intersection. And I'm like, what the fuck is your Harry, is what I wanted to say to him. You know, he's walking around, pants hanging off his ass, looking all crazy. I'm like, bang! And I'm just walking down the center aisle of a supermarket. He comes out of nowhere and runs into the front of my cart. I was like, motherfucker, I'm not Allstate and you're not fucking Geico. Why are we hitting like this in the supermarket? It was crazy. And I'm just saying that take your time and just shop. Relax. But people just, oh, let me go to the supermarket real quick. Let me go there 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 real quick. Let me go around the circle real quick. Let me drive down the highway real quick. Let me go to the gas station real quick. Let me go there real quick. Let me do this real quick. Damn. Speak cool. All I got to say. Okay. I mean that sincerely. Be cool. All right. Papa Didi said just be cool. All right. Um, my last word tonight is I'm keeping an eye on both of these trials. Um, Ahmed Aubrey and mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse because I'm just starting to get to that point where, I mean, basically I am what I would consider the eternal optimist. I really do try to see the silver lining in every cloud. I do. It's just my personality. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting to the point now where that silver lining is starting to crumble. And it's hard to try to find the silver lining sometimes when you're surrounded by so much reality of the way things are. You know, I want to see things the way they should be. But then you get smacked in the head with the way things are. And it's just not right. And I'm just getting really frustrated with the way things are. 
versus the way they should be. And I think that if there's enough people who have enough power that could better balance the scale, I I don't think they're ever going to really fix it, but I think they could better balance it if they wanted to. And I just feel like people aren't making enough of the effort. Those who have gotten to a certain point are comfortable, and they're not looking back. They're in their comfort place, and they're That's like, right. well, I'm cool. And they, want, they don't and want the us to mess it up. And the rest of y'all, figure it out, work it out. They don't want us to mess it up. And I'm like, yo, you, I know you got what you got, but what about everybody else? They don't care. So I'm just saying, that's my last word. We can't forget those who haven't gotten to the point where we are. Because for all of us, no matter where we are, there's somebody coming behind you that would love to be where you are now. We still no matter where you are in life, you've gotten someplace. If you got up off the ground, then you got someplace. There are people that can't even get up off the ground. So it would be a good thing if all of us could figure out how do we at least help the person who's right behind us at least get up off the ground and get to where we were yesterday. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to preach, but I'm just saying this stuff has got to stop. This I'm out for me and nobody else. That attitude has got to stop. What's your last word, Kettle? Y'all sure y'all finished? <laughs> y'all got more to say. <laughs> I, I'm kind of finished. Go ahead. What's your okay. last word? My last word is get off those damn phones. I can't stand going into a store. And people just on the phones. I'm kind of chiming, I'm kind of piggybacking off of you, Papa Diddy. Yeah. Get off the phone. Pay attention yeah. to what the hell you are doing. If you come into a supermarket to shop, go shop. If you, exactly. you know, I can. If you have exactly. an important phone call that comes up, you wait for a phone call, then excuse yourself and go tend to your phone call. But if you're gonna go to a store, go shop. If you're gonna drive, drive. Um, these people need exactly. to slow down. Out. People are going crazy. These people are yeah. flying. When somebody was flying behind me. I moved the hell over, and I said, you go right here. Because That's you, right. you're not running the back of me. It's, it's not going to happen. So, you know, um, and also human kindness. Just be kind to one another. can we just all get along? As, what that Rodney King said? can we just all That's get along? That's what he said. There are, some, there are all some kind people in this world. I had a situation I had to take care of tonight. There was a kind gentleman. He helped me. And I thank him. I'm thanking him. Triple A had to come mm-hmm. out and help me tonight, and I thank that young man. His name is Robert. I thank him. That's beautiful. Just give me kindness. Just simple. Right. That's all. That's my last word. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. It's become a battlefield out here, and it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't. If we're at the point now where we look at each other as, you're the enemy, you're the enemy, you're the enemy. Then what are we doing? At some point, we have to realize we're all, if we're all human, we're all on the same team. Why are we acting like we're all the enemy? Anyway, all right, we're done. We're going to say goodnight, and we're going to get on out of here. Hope you all enjoyed the show. We sure did. We'll do it again next week. Mm. Same bad time, same bad place. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night.
Mm-hmm. And good night from the Pajama Party crew. We'll do it again next week, and we're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.